<coughs> dreidel, 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 I made, made you out, out of clay. Dreidel, 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 and I forget the rest. So, you have your beer all ready to go. Why don't nice, you take a sip? A nice old beer. 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 Take a sip. Is it delicious? La 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 la. La la la. There was the, the yodeling guy that was popular. The... Uh, wow, that's old internet. Yeah, that's old internet. YouTube. I still remember the very first video I ever watched on YouTube. My do too, actually. You, my do too. <laughs> Sorry, I was. Anyway, go ahead. Mine was Japanese Spider Man. That was uh, very close. My, I believe mine was Evolution of Dance. I think that was the second one I ever watched. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, backwards twinsies. Oh my god. Oh my god. Um, yeah, that, I don't even really remember what YouTube looked like back then. I forget. Fucking ugly. Fugly. Very fugly. Yeah. Quite fugly. Was it? Is it as fugly as the Welcome to the Space Jam? All right. Uh, their website. Why was that? Oh god, that was so fugly. <laughs> no, that website not is still is. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, ugh. preserving the nineties. I, and I think Warner Brothers has just been like, no, we're going to keep it up. There are some things that should just stay in the 90s, and 90s internet is that thing. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'll, whenever you would see internet in TV or on movies, or in movies, um, and how just ridiculous it would look. With those big box screens and the big old keyboards that clack, clack, clack. Yeah. Well, clacky keyboards are still popular now. A certain though. amount of clack is okay. It's the feel. Once you go clack, you never go flat. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. I should be a computer salesman. Mm-hmm. Tell the good people what we are doing. What's the... Oh introduce ourselves. Ah, welcome to Brain Sandwich, the podcast that caresses your soul and tickles your booty. 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 Brain booty. Brain booties. <laughs> Little society, culture, business, tech, entertainment, politics, nuclear energy. Nuclear. The oil crisis. Uh, you know, we're kind of throwing that stuff in there, just, wrapping it just, up like a, a knowledge burrito mm. and stuffing it in your throat. Burrito. Burrito your brain of knowledge. Throat. For episodes and more, sign up for our mailing list, our VIP unaired episodes. Yeah. They come out every Tuesdays now. Join the club <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> Brainsandwich.com. That's brain. S-A-M-I-C-H dot com. S-A-M-I-C-H. You interrupted me. Dot com. You go there, there'll be a little pop-up window. If there isn't a little pop-up window, don't worry. Tommy made a backup. I made it myself. There's a little like bar where you can enter in your email address. Not in your face or anything like that. It's just there. And don't forget, it's free. It's totally free. Totally free. Totally free. At brainsandwich.com. Free. 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 (laughs) (laughs) Um... And, uh, yeah, you, you basically get special access to any of the extra stuff that we're doing, i.e. we'll do one weekly, like, short episode where it's totally just off the cuff and just us just shooting the shit. Like, these are a little bit more, well, structured. These I, are the long format episodes. Yeah, I use the term structured quite loosely. Your Mondays and your Tuesdays. Yeah, and then our, and then we have the Friday episodes. They're just less a structured, but more fun. 
But then you got the VIP where we literally just say what the fuck is on our mind. Yeah, there's a lot of just random singing. It's funny because they're supposed to be the uncensored. Like, nothing we do is censored, really. And yet, the VIP episodes are the uncensored, quote-unquote. I'm doing crab quotes. But... Crab quotes. I believe it's episode three... Um, I put sense. I put sensor bleeps in it for, that's, for comedic yeah, effect. That, that's just because it sounds funny. But usually everything we do is uncensored. Sh- shall we? Shall we put some beeps in here? Want me just to say oh, a bunch? Oh yeah. Wait, is it too much work? Is it too much work? Nope, I already made the mark. Okay, <clears throat> space them apart a bit. Ah, oh, god, damn it! Ah, oh, shit! Ah, oh, crap! Oh, <laughs> oh, Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Uh, oh, that is cool. It does make a little mark when you I know, that right? button. That's going to be so much easier than writing down than looking over and like, oh, there we go. Oh, this is the time we got. One oh. minute, 32. Yes, so damn shit, please subscribe. Beep, 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 beep. Where do we go from here? That was like... Exactly. Like, there's really no segu into the actual episode. You know what we could do? Mm. Wait, did we... Follow us on Twitter. Talk to us on Twitter. That's the thing you can do. At Brain Sandwich. That's easy peasy. If you say hi, we will reply. On that note... What? I'm going to bring you in for a little word of the day. Cha-cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. Justin, your word. Wait, 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 wait. Are we going to explain to them? Every fucking time. (laughs) Hey, but every episode could be somebody's first episode. mm, That's true. Isn't that the theory of comedy that... No, no, no. Theory of comic books from Stanley. Oh, you fucking nerd. It's sad that I knew that because... Oh, you mentioned that in an episode, actually. Oh, God, I hate you. (laughs) Word of the day is social experiment. Give Justin a word. He probably hadn't heard it. Hadn't hardened it. Hadn't hardened it. <laughs> and then he uh, comes up with a, a description or something. In my own amazing way. It's uh, it's quite exciting. It's amazing. Watch how many times he begins it with, well, I don't know if you know, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, word of the day. Justin, mm. your word. Mm. Absentaneous. Absentaneous. Would you like me to spell it? Yes, please. Absentaneous. A B S E N. T-A-N-E-O-U-S. Absentaneous. Well, I don't know if you know (laughs) (laughs) that absentaneous was actually started to be used relatively modern. It was actually in January, I think, January 12th, 1980. And it was... To describe absentaneous. I just had to remember the word there for a second. <laughs> I mean, I know it. Because I know the definition. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just reminding the listeners. Absentaneous, it's more of a a declaration um, where you... Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so it's tough. Absentaneous. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> This is the first time you've kind of floundered. I'm clamoring up, bro. Uh, <laughs> absentaneous. Um, uh, no, I got nothing on this one. <laughs> I'm sorry, but this is not a. It's it's not weird sounding enough to make some random because like absent just is absent, and then tainy 
is <laughs> absentee. <laughs> It's 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 when you're it's yeah no it's when you are absent of enough tiny individuals i.e. midgets so you're absentaneous tininess it it depends on how you your pronounce pronunciation it. yeah of course. it's because it was originally from Scotland so absentaneous 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 and they would use it in the eighties as as kind of like oh my god we're out of midgets <laughs> and so. We're, we're absent of midgets. Yeah. <laughs> we're absent of the dainies. Why the 80s? Well, you know, because it was it was just, they were a little bit more free flow back then. It was, it, you know, Wait a minute. When you, de- when you started the word of the day, didn't you say the word was from like 1820 or no, something? No, no, no. I said the 1980s. Oh, it, was, it was from January 1980. That's how little I was paying attention. Oh, God. Um, yeah, I'm pretty close to it. But that. out of midgets. But out of midgets. <laughs> We're totally absentee. <laughs> they can take our lives, but they can't, can't take, take our, our midgets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wow. I feel like somebody's going to get See, offended. You know, you know what? I, I started out weak. I started out high, then went down low, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't know what I'm going to do, and I came back and <laughs> oh, owned man. it. Oh, shit. How close am I? <laughs> they can take our lives, but they can't take our midgets. midgets. We're making that the title card, and we're going to put a nice William Wallace right well, on there. It'll be uh, we could put it on a T-shirt where it's William Wallace holding up a midget, <laughs> and he's just in it. But it's like a dead, dead. Is that too Whoa, dark? Uh, no, no, <laughs> okay. no. There are friends. How about he's carrying him in like a baby Bjorn, <laughs> <laughs> and he's running at the camera, and they go like, "Never take on a midgets." Um, how I'm pretty close though, right? Absent. Oh yeah, I guess we're. <laughs> <laughs> I scrolled right down to my notes. I didn't even think. Absentaneous. Done in absence, pertaining to absence. What? The root word absence. Yeah. So if you do something absentaneously, it means you did it while you weren't there, or you How had an absentaneous effect. Do on something. something when you're not ah, there. Shut up. Oh, like. Oh, that's just a, mine. Makes more sense. S- the Scottish midgets absentaneously won the war. Yeah, exactly. Because they weren't there. Yeah. Because they were off doing other important things. Ticklin' Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, give, give him the old Mel Gibson tickler. <laughs> the Mel tickler. <laughs> it sounds dirty. But it's wonderful. I'll give you the old Gibson tickle. It's, it's, it's the tickle your bootay. It's uh, basically when you have... Oh, this is... this. Could now, be... now, d- if it's even remotely questionable in your mind, don't say it, because I don't but have to could, cut it out later. It could be really funny. Oh, fine, go ahead. Okay. It's when you get, it's when you get a Jewish midget oh. to, <laughs> to run up to a drunk guy who's spouting Jewish... Jewish um, what's the word I'm looking for? Jewish... I don't know. Not slang, but like hatred. Slander. Slander. And he's drunk and you to calm him down you send a Jewish midget up to tickle him. It's the male tick it's the male tickle. The male tickle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see that's not that bad. Well it's not really bad because we're just observing Mel Gibson as a racist. Yeah, exactly. One thing I will always say about Mel Gibson. He's a psycho and he racist. But sometimes he does make good movies. <laughs> You can't really preface that point with like, you know, he is this and this, but it's like, nope, he's just that and that. Yeah. <laughs> but like, it's not, it's not be, like, I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm not going to go see his movies because he's a racist. No, he, I, I admit that he is, sounds like a pretty horrible person, but 
He does make good <laughs> art. Donald Trump. He's kind of crazy, but he has orange yeah. hair. And it's like, like Tom Cruise. I don't agree with his choice of lifestyle, but I still will love like Mission Impossible movies, and I like a lot of the movies he's in. I just don't agree with his lifestyle. And oh, there's somebody else that I was that I was going to say that John like, Travolta. Yeah, like John Travolta. Oh, okay. Now we're just picking on Scientology people, and they're going to kill us because <laughs> Scientology people are psychos. Do you know that they'll probably have a, like a motion file to take down this podcast? <laughs> no, there's somebody else that I was thinking of. To too. be fair, we don't like any church. Yeah, and that's not necessarily faith; it's just religion. Just religion. As I a... mean, Justin hates all faiths, but well, no, I don't. What? <laughs> um, no, there was somebody else that I was thinking of that has a pretty extreme lifestyle that I don't necessarily agree with, but I'll still. Was a musician, I think. Ellen DeGeneres. Ugh, I hate her. She's very blonde. I don't think she's that funny. You know what? This might be going out on a limb here. If she wasn't a lesbian, she probably wouldn't be famous. <laughs> I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying what everybody's thinking. That she would not. She would still be famous per se, but she wouldn't be as famous as she is. Hmm. Because if you say anything against Ellen DeGeneres, people will, like hate you. It becomes a gay bashing thing when in yeah. reality, yeah, you know, honestly, I've never actually found her that funny. No, she's like, and she yeah. doesn't dance very good. No, she doesn't dance very well. That is some crap ass dancing. No, and for God's sake, she needs to stop acting like she's black. That's true. Well, she isn't she from Mississippi? No, she's, no, she's, New, Orleans. New Orleans. That doesn't make you black. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, no, there was somebody else that. Oh, I can't remember. You're not going to figure it out. No. Just give it up. Just give it up. Give it up. Give it up. Um, well, that's the thing. With art, it's like that. Like, they can produce good stuff even though they're a psycho or crazy or... And just because... Yeah, where do you draw the line? Because, yeah, but like... The thing is, like... Two wrongs be, don't make a right. Shut up, Glenn. Um, just because you like somebody's art doesn't mean you necessarily agree with their mentality because art is so subjective that um like i know this might be going out on a limb but everything you say is no 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 (laughs) i don't necessarily believe it but i'm just using it as an example it'd be like if somebody came up to you and go oh i'm a very i'm a pretty big fan of hitler's art because before he was the hitler he was he went to art school and i guess right now his art pieces are selling for crazy um I, I, I mean, honestly, I've been told he's not very good, but uh, it's a piece of history, though. Yeah, that's the thing. It was a a painting pa- painted by I've the '40s most notorious man, basically. Yeah, and the thing is, like, if somebody came up to me and said that, I wouldn't immediately just be like, "Well, you're disgusting." Well, yeah, neither would I. Like, I'd question anybody that's really. I mean, not. I don't know. It's kind of hard to disassociate it because I don't care about art. <laughs> uh, no, I get what you're saying. So I'm yeah. like, what's the fascination? But then at the same time, it's like, uh, it's kind of like the whole, it's when you take something and it has one meaning, you pervert it to the other. Like the whole, the swastika. Yeah. Originally not anything to do with <laughs> no. Nazis was originally a Hindu symbol. Uh, Buddhist. Yeah, Buddhist. Yeah. And then basically there is no grounds for anybody using displaying yeah. the swastika without it being notoriously just attached to world war ii yeah and like i know hitler in hitler's art probably the majority of the people who do like it nowadays um probably aren't 
complete. Well, I know I'm generalization generalizing here, but there's probably a good portion of Hitler art fans that might sway with his particular beliefs. But there's probably a couple of people out here that are like, just like, yeah, no, I think it's it's okay art. But there's probably a big majority of just being like, I want to collect Hitler's art because it's Hitler's art. Like, yeah. They're collecting it because of the man, not the actual art. Mm. And that's where it's kind of the gray area because like... But that's the whole thing that I mean is like, it, maybe they are collecting it because it's Hitler's art, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily... To some people, that wouldn't mean that they're supporting Hitler so much as he was a famous person in history yeah. for a terrible reason. But you literally have a piece of history that yeah. is... It's one of the rarest things in the world. You can't duplicate it. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the thing, like... The the Mel Gibson's new movie Hacksaw something Hacksaw Ridge I think is a war movie and it it's been getting amazing reviews like it's supposed to be a fantastic movie, um, but I know there's a lot of people out there that will probably just go no I'm not gonna watch it because it's it's Mel Gibson which you know that's your right to do that yeah but it seems like that's a, kind of a narrow minded thing to do yeah a lot of Hollywood really rejected him hard after. Basically, before his police stop, um, the Passion of the Christ, everyone kind of viewing as anti-Semitic, which it's been a while since I've actually... Been a while! Damn it, I did it! <laughs> been a while! Um, since I've actually seen that movie, and I can't remember much of it, because it's actually quite old now. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I don't know, as far as Bible movies go, it's certainly one of the more engaging, entertaining ones that's not like stupid low budget. Yeah, well, it's like I know some people that won't shop on Amazon because they heard once that the guy who created Amazon is not a very nice person. Who, Jeff Bezos? Yeah. That he, yeah, I, it's because I for- he, he's bald and he makes rockets. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly. By the way, the what is it? The uh, I forget what the name of the company, Blue Horizon, or what? The, the other company owned by Jeff Bezos that is competing oh, with SpaceX for standing rockets. Uh the fucking rocket looks like a penis. Really? It's so ri- it's ridiculous. You have to show me. Later. It is a giant. Look it up on your phone right now. <laughs> what is it called? Just look up uh, Jeff Bezos. So B E Z O S. Jeff Bezos. Okay. Rocket. Well, that could be. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get some nasty pictures. Yeah. Uh, okay, images. Where's my remarchage? Oh, come on, come on. Oh, it does. <laughs> it's a giant flying penis. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, yeah, how do we get there? Oh, people don't shop on Amazon because Jeff's yeah, not Yeah, because they nice say, guy. like, oh, well, Amazon promotes, like, uh, uh, sweatshop labors or something like that. Or was... I mean, if you want your fucking cheap toasters, you're going to keep... Well, I guess, like, like, what's the difference between buying that in Walmart or for all you fucking stuck-up hipster pieces of shit who are like, oh, Apple supports uh, gay rights. Did you know that Apple manufactures its phones in countries that throw gays off rooftops? Yeah. <laughs> fucking but, idiots. hey, hey, I got to write my manuscript somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Damn hipsters. Yeah. No, and that's the thing, like pretty much almost everything that we use nowadays is probably created in a place where either they're vastly underpaid or a country where they do not treat workers nicely, or there's always, 
if you really tried to only buy everyday life, like every product in your life that you use on a daily basis in a way that treats their workers nicely and well-paid and blah, 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 blah. A, you'd have no money because the products would probably be ridiculously expensive. B, you probably wouldn't have very many things because almost everything is made in a poor country with crap pay. And you just can't, you can't really support it at this point because the economy is built and networked and so closely tied to these kind of the supply and demand. And yeah. you, the harsh reality is we just can't manufacture things as cheap as China can. Yeah. And the thing is like it, people, people bitch are like, Oh, well you, you, I would only buy my cars that are made in North America because it supports North America's jobs and blah, 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 blah. But you think the, the cars are only put together in North America. They're not produced like the, Components yeah, Americans are made everywhere else. You want to know something? A lot of them are made here in Canada. Yeah, and we're your cheap foreign labor, except we're not really cheap. No, and uh, so that whole mentality of like buy North American made. Well, they're still not North American made. Like yeah. they're still made. The parts are still made elsewhere and just shipped to America and then put together. It's like uh, when American made... by a guy who's paid way too much money for their job. It's like American made. Uh, guitars the same thing they ship in all the pieces from china japan yeah. and then they assemble them in an american factory it's the same wood that goes into my mexican made guitar yeah except it's a thousand dollars cheaper it's ridiculous it's this whole like I, i'm all for supporting like your own whenever you can but there is a kind of a point where it becomes a diminishing return where it's no longer feasible to pay people Twice as much. More than twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, t- ten times much? Well, like the some of the wages at like unionized plants where we've had this discussion. 30 or 40 before, bucks an hour. Where like it takes like five different people to screw on four tires on a car yeah. because you're only allowed to screw on half the nuts. You can't do them all. Because that's might, too hard. You'll yeah. strain your back. Oh, my God. Yeah. You got a mustache hair poking me right in the nose. Well, then cut your goddamn mustache no. off. Never. Never. <laughs> um... Well, we've had the, I think, was it on the jobs podcast that we had about when we were talking about like buying locally owned and stuff like that? Yeah. And about how if I can find something cheaper somewhere else that's just as good quality, I'm going to buy it there. I don't give a shit if it's, oh, it's in my locally er- local area. No. Yeah. If I don't have a personal tie to the owner of the business or anything, I'll like, um, I do buy one locally owned thing around here and it's my wine, wine! <laughs> because I know the guy who makes it. Yeah. He's a good friend of mine and it's actually affordable. It is reasonably priced. It's cheaper than buying store-bought wine, which well, you'd, you'd think having someone make your wine up in a place would, but whatever. Yeah, it's, it, and, it's, and I'm not saying like if, if, it, if I could find comics in Toronto for 50 cents cheaper, I'm going to go to Toronto and buy them. No, that's stupid because it still costs me more money and gas to get down there. Um, but for example, there's a comic book store that has his prices up almost a dollar fifty to $2 above sticker price. And then, which is ridiculous. And then the comic book store I work at now, and I know you can say, well, you're biased because you work there. No, the only reason I started going to that need a hero is because he was at the time charging no free advertising <laughs> oh you make that damn slut Aaron pay <laughs> <laughs> well he he now because of the crappy canadian dollar he's put up his prices a little bit a quarter yeah Whoa. everybody throws a bitch fit about it no actually no well actually you told me yeah no. uh, you would think that nerds would throw up no a bitch most fit. people most people thought 
that 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 wasn't enough. <laughs> um, but it's still cheaper to go to drive a half hour to get convicts than fifteen minutes and being charged two dollars more. Yeah, it's yeah. You go where I don't give a crap if your service is three times as much, but you're local. Screw you. I don't care. Yeah, it, and it seems like. Any experience I've had with the people who support that kind of movement, the buy locally owned, are the ones who have like the overpriced uh, products. And the whole thing is buy locally owned works good in theory if the money actually stays in your local economy. But it doesn't. But if that business owner then goes and shops at Walmart, that... It defeats the purpose. Oh, but the money transfers hands and blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't give a shit. Yeah. No. It's ridiculous. Anyway. Anyway. My main point We're 25 minutes in. Should we actually get to the main... (laughs) We didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, God. Sorry, Corey. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tommy. I'm Justin. Hi, Justin. Hi, Tommy. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) So, I read an article the other day. No, you didn't. I did? No, you didn't. I doubt. Your daughter. I wrote an article. U.S. Department of Justice Statistics. Okay. In 1946, the U.S. incarceration rate was 99 people per 100,000. Okay. In 2013, it was 698 people per 100,000. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and, and, like, there's no newer numbers yet? Um, no, I don't think... I, I'm not sure if the statistics have been released. These were the most recent ones oh, I okay. found. That's but, ridiculous. Question. Do you mm. think crime has actually gone up? No. Do you think... The prejudice, not the prejudice, the vigilance in which police are arresting people has gone up because it's got to be one of the two. Either crimes, either more people are committing more crimes or more people are just being thrown in jail. Hmm. Actually, let me recant that. I think it might be a mix of both. Yeah. I don't think it's, uh, and now this is totally coming with no research. This is just my personal opinion. So if it's wrong, it's wrong and that's okay. You can correct me if I'm wrong. But it feels just like cops are encouraged to question people or investigate things more frequently because of the public the public interpretation of police as being lazy and stuff like that. Yeah. So they're they're kind of like under this mentality of basically pretend you're doing a job somewhere and over your shoulder there's somebody going, You're not doing it good enough. Work harder, do more, hurry up, come on, you idiot. And so people are like cops are being uh, pushed into being a little bit more harsh, not in regards to like what the media says with the whole shootings and stuff, because that's just bullshit in regards to just arresting people for stupid things. Yeah. But then I also do think there are more stupid people out there that think they're privileged, not privileged, but um, that they know what's right and Oh, this like they're just willing to do stupid things now that are gonna get them in trouble, but they think it's not stupid, right? Now, well, because I'm I know that the incarceration rate for drugs has gone up, and we've had this discussion before about how it's it's stupid, mm-hmm. it's completely stupid to incarcerate that many people. Well, when you can get sent to jail for ten years for possession. Having weed or some kind of substance, but drunk like vehicular manslaughter from drinking two years, two to five, yeah, or or if you um like as horrible as this sounds, you rape somebody or do something like that, it's half the time as much as carrying a bit of weed on you, yeah, like it's that's 
That, and I think that's the part of the system that's broken is the the way that they deal with crimes. Not necessarily that there's more crime out there or there's less crime out there, whatever. It's the way that the criminal justice system um, l- labels the time. No, what's the word I'm looking for? Not labels. The levels time. the punishment in yeah. regards to what the crime is. Yeah, the yeah, exactly. So for small crimes, they're getting ridiculous time. And for horrible, horrendous well, crimes... You can get 25 years, like... Depending on where you are, 25 is like the tops for murder. You know, embezzling money, 146 years, 186 yeah. years. Yeah, and, and I know embezzling money can, in the long run, hurt a lot of people, blah, blah, blah. You can get, like, I, yeah, that's true. You hurt a lot of people, but taking a life? Yeah, I know. I And, and I know this is a lot of, like, I know a few people that would disagree with me on this, but I think we should go back to the whole eye for an eye. If you kill somebody... You're gonna get killed. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get killed. You're gonna get killed. Now, mind you, that is only in my perfect world that you would only get killed <laughs> if you premeditated and you knew what you were doing. Yeah, I had this discussion with my sister the other day because manslaughter, second degree murder, you know, heat of the moment. But if you premeditated yeah. and you if you planned out to kill somebody, you should, there is no reason. Yeah. For you to be alive, <laughs> or or um or what other things, stuff yeah, just like that, rape, murder, stuff like that. You should just be thrown away because I really just don't think rehabilitation works. Actually, that brings me to my next point: that uh, the recidivism rates, the rates in which, which people, re- what's recidivism? Recidivism when people actually repeat offenders okay. going back. Yeah, yeah. You know, they can be as high as. 60 to 77 percent in a three to five year span which if prison actually rehabilitated people the recidivism rate should theoretically be zero percent exactly which obviously according to the u.s bureau of statistics it is not by a long shot a long shot yeah 77 out of 100 people go back usually for the same things it's either some kind of theft or an assault well we know people that aren't necessarily that bad but they've been to jail a couple times and they just keep repeating themselves like that it comes to a point where you just you can't get it through the individual's mind to change because they're either just wired a certain way or they were brought up a certain way or they hung around with the wrong people or they've done certain things that have manipulated their the way of thinking that they're never going to be quote-unquote normal like there's there's nothing you can do now with certain people that have done small crimes and they just keep our repeat offenders that's where you kind of get to the sticky situation of should the taxpayers keep forking out money to keep them in jail or like because we want to we want to cut costs and make it a less of a burden on the taxpayers but if the person isn't doing horrible crimes i.e. like, I don't know, breaking and entering or uh, not reckless driving because that would be considered dangerous. But any illegal Anything that things. doesn't act, well, yeah, I'm trying to think. Like, to me, and we, like I said, this is a discussion for another day, but I don't believe that anybody should be in jail for personally consuming drugs. No. If a person, if a person wants to do crack or heroin, I don't think they should go to jail for making a dumb life no, choice. No, what about if you're selling it to people, though? If you're selling it to children, I think you should. I think two consenting adults should be able to sell drugs to each other. Yeah, a hundred percent. Every single drug. <laughs> yeah, 
Like except for Flintstones chewables because they nasty. Oh, they dangerous. They 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 send you over the loop, <laughs> over the loop, over the loop. Why over the loop? I don't know. <laughs> no, but I think especially them purple ones. Like two perfectly able-minded. Like I guess are they really able-minded? Yeah, for consuming crack and cocaine. But you know what? If that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah, chicken wing. Chicken wing ain't no thing, but it cocaine chicken, chicken wing. <laughs> cocaine ch- covered covered chicken wing. Now that'd be something to dredge some chicken in—a little egg wash, a little cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you use the batter for. <laughs> oh shit! Um, no, but what yeah. was the point I was trying? Uh, you were talking about how, like, uh, oh, at what point do you like intervene? Because right now we work in a post-crime justice system. We don't punish people until obviously we don't punish people until a crime's been committed. Yeah. This is not Minority Report. <laughs> <laughs> Precogs. But there are a lot of people that say that. You know, if we take the money that we would spend in uh, housing people in jail, that we could take that same amount of money in the kind of to pre like prevent crime, basically. Yeah. Either in education, housing, homelessness, because there are certain categories of people, low income, certain demographics, geographics. If you if you kick if you check a certain amount of boxes, you're more likely you to see some connected tabs. Yeah. But at what point do we kind of look at it and say, is it right for, say, the taxpayers or somebody who doesn't commit crime to have to fork out money to prevent other dumb people from yeah. committing crime? Well, and the thing is... Like, because the cost is going to come out in one of two ways. Either we're jailing people after their crimes, and it's whatever, $80,000 a year to keep yeah. an inmate, or we're spending that money in education, housing, social assistance... Could- to prevent people from falling through the gap, because so that's to speak. The, that's the ridiculous part is that like if if a criminal costs the taxpayers eighty thousand dollars a year, that is more than a livable wage, like for one person, like that's ridiculous. And do you think it would be beneficial to make to privatize the criminal justice system, like have it not? Because I could see the problems with that. I'm well, you know how I am. I'm very big on private markets. But but when you private trying, markets haven't yeah. done the U.S. very well with the justice system. Yeah, I know. Like when you try to make a prison a business, that changes a lot of things. It's like who because that you're you're providing a service. Yes, it's questionable though because it it still comes down to who who pays for it. The government. Yeah, how would they get their money through the taxpayers? Yeah, instead of just having the Department of Corrections, I guess. It is. It is a pretty pretty broken system but like i don't know if it ever could be really fixed i don't think like well at the same time do you make excuses for people because in a sense you can have people that come from broken homes poverty less educated uh backgrounds and oprah winfrey for instance Hmm. didn't grow up a criminal had awful things happen to her was extremely impoverished and then goes on to change the world she should run for president. Obviously, she didn't fall into... Oh, it's a statistic. Everybody falls in the statistic. Lack of education, blah, blah, yeah. blah. It's like, lots of people go through tough shit and don't end up being assholes. But I think it's just that they're... I think the, the ones that don't turn out to be assholes underweigh the ones that do. Mm-hmm. I know I should have said it the other way where it said overweighs. But it, there's... I don't know, but because, yeah, obviously rehabilitation doesn't work, but then just locking them up in there forever doesn't work either because it costs people too much money. So, like, what could you do? Like, if, 
it'd be interesting to measure the the cost of rehabilitation over just keeping them in jail. Like I know you kind of they're almost one and the same. But well, see, here's the thing. I would at this point, knowing what the justice system is, uh, being Canada, America, North America as a whole. I think anything that's a slight improvement over what it is now is good. Is it, yeah, like, yeah. I'm not saying a taxpayer-funded system is ideal, but if we can start saving taxes now and improve the system and keep people out of jail, ultimately everybody wins, yeah. providing they're not committing, like, reoffending. Yeah, and I think that's mainly the thing, is that either the people who have been rehabilitated um there should be more time and effort put into keeping them rehabilitated and then a lot more time and effort to teaching young kids especially like catch them when they're young um not putting them in jail but in 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 teaching them how to stay out of jail, how to function in society without causing issues for themselves yeah because Because ultimately just it makes it harder for them because then they end up in a system or a crowd where their lives are constantly in danger and they're the likelihood of them going somewhere just it becomes less and less with each time they end up in jail or juvenile hall or well and the thing is like there's not there's not it's not necessarily that you have to either start a program that says hey kids this isn't how to go to jail it's because knowledge is power yeah um it's also the areas that people live in too like if you could improve people's living situation not i'm not saying like have them every week come to a class and go this is not how to go to jail but instead of instead of that taking their living area their uh and just improving that because obviously a lot of people you're you're more easily susceptible to dangerous situations that would lead you to go into jail if you're in like a inner city or uh uh, the harlems of the world yeah or a low low uh, an impoverished area or something like that so if you could somehow improve those areas um because there's a lot of mentality with people who live in those areas that if you like i've heard stories about like people who grew up in like harlem or or the or uh places like that and when they leave the area and make something of themselves and then come back there's this mentality with the people in the area that are like, oh, you sold out. You, you're you not one of us anymore. They because... rejected their former selves. And then people who have made something of their self actually get quite depressed because they're not accepted anymore. They try to do something good to say, hey, people, you I'm can... not going to be a statistic. Yeah. And then when they come back, their family and friends don't love them well not love them but don't acknowledge them as people basically yeah because oh you're not one of us anymore you you've totally sold out and i'm like that's that that's the mentality that people have to try and change is that just because you leave a certain area and make something of yourself doesn't make you a bad person it's interesting to note that i was uh reading a story the other day it's actually quite an old story about a county judge who instead of uh he always gives his uh, the defendant's options. Oh, damn it, I dropped my pencil. You just take that one. Uh, he always gives his uh, defendant's options about the sentence they're going to take. Yeah. Take your 60 days in jail for assault or blah, 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 whatever. Or he gives them the option to partake in essentially what is embarrassing public service. Yeah. And it's interesting to note that his recidivism rate is much lower because... And now, well, actually, I can't say because... 
But do you think there's a correlation, like keeping people out of jail at all costs, but still punishing them in some way or making them reflect now, whether people actually reflect on their crimes or not is one thing. Do you think that would contribute because what? his his reoffending rate for these people who sometimes are like violent offenders like like you said assault are actually quite low. I think it's more of um, you can get the point across more so with um, embarrassing people or calling people out than you can with a slap of the wrist because I, whenever I see either parents or people in general with young children. Um, you usually get the point across that something they did is bad or whatever by pointing it out or like saying, Hey everybody, look at like almost, I know this shaming. Yeah. It's a trigger word nowadays, but shaming can get more value than just taking them over to a corner and slapping them on the wrist because a slap on the wrist is just instantaneous. Yeah. It hurts for a second, but then it goes away. Well, it's physical pain versus like, there's a lot of debate about whether, physical versus emotional pain not even necessarily pain i'm not saying you have to like verbally abuse or mentally abuse a person but making it very known of what they're doing and making it very apparent of what they're doing and i get that that modern parents try to do stuff like that but then you see the parents that are just like yeah but the problem is they don't follow through with that shit exactly like the I remember the years that I was at EB, the amount of times that I would see parents come in with their young children and their young child, boy or girl, is being a right asshole. <laughs> like either... You know what, five-year-old child? You're a right you're asshole. A right asshole. Like either being snotty or bitchy or crying or whatever. And the parent just goes like, say if the kid's name was Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, just could you just be quiet? Just please be quiet if... Like, if you, if you don't be quiet, then we don't get to go to McDonald's or whatever. And, and they're saying it like that tone, where there have been times... As of, if reasoning with five-year-olds really works. Exactly. But then I have seen parent uh, the odd time I would see a parent just be gold. Like, they come in, the, the kid would be an asshole, and then the parent would go like, you know what, we're leaving, and just grab the kid and leave. Yeah. And that, I'm assuming, would probably shut the kid up a lot quicker than... You know, you know, could you just just please be quiet. Just like, like, just if you don't. Yeah, I've like, never understood. Like, there's a certain, to a certain extent. Parents are scared of their kids. You can reason <laughs> with children to a certain degree. Now, yeah. that's something that has to be built up and it's kind of developed on trust. But at at for the most part, you're talking to somebody who has a very underdeveloped brain. Yeah. Who doesn't understand cause, cause and effect. Cause and effect. I drank too much wine. Now he must peace. Uh, if somebody can figure out where that quote's from, you get you get sandwich points. Sandwich points? We'll give you a shout on Twitter. Yeah. First one. Go, 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 go. <laughs> you, you shouldn't have started taking a sip while you were still talking. <laughs> I drank too much beer. Now I must peace. peace. <laughs> I forgot to pee before we started, too. Oh, you're screwed. Oh, you're screwed. Oh, you're, you're screwed. Are you screwed? Are you screwed? Are you screwed? Um... Yeah, you were saying... You can't reason with children. They no. underdeveloped brains. You know, they say that adults don't have fully formed minds until about the age of 25. Now, to a degree, like, we still give people their adolescence and their right to do this and that at 18. But realistically, people are still making dumb decisions in life and bad social choices right up until 25. Well... On average. I was telling some people the other day um, that one year at a family gathering... 
Um, we were all sitting around the table. Dinner was over with. And now I'm the youngest um, in my generation by a long shot. Um, because both my parents were the babies of the families. And then they were a little older when they had my brother and I. So we were sitting around the table. This was a couple of years ago. And so my cousins all have kids now. And as we were sitting around the table, they were discussing about my one cousin at the time. She was uh, just starting high school. And we were talking about like parties and drinking and stuff like that. And my cousin proposed a question to me. She's like, Justin, I want to know your opinion on this. I was like, oh, because usually I just kind of hang back and listen to people. Yeah, it's, I'm the same way at Family Function. Yeah. Like, just don't talk to me. <laughs> no, it's not that I don't want to talk. Oh, it's, no, I don't want anybody to Yeah, talk I know you're doing... <laughs> I, I just like listening to people and hearing people's opinions. Um, and they asked they asked me, they're like, "In how would you say to, best to deal with like young people? And are you trying to get your pencil? I am. <laughs> Uh, how, how to deal with young people and bringing up the whole kind of drugs and alcohol and partying situation. Um, and I told them, I'm like, well, you know what? One of the best things that my parents ever did to with me and my brother and any parents out there, take this advice because it's good advice. As long as your kids got a good head on their shoulders, if they're an idiot, yeah, it's see, not going to help. Yeah. Um, <laughs> advice for children is subjective based on the child. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which which my which my cousin's kids are great kids. Like they have good heads on their shoulders as well. Oh, see, that that ain't going to work for these criminally challenged children. No, but you never know. Anyway, get to your point. Anyways, I, and I told them I'm like the best thing that my mom and dad ever told me <clears throat> was when we were starting to get into high school, they they just sat us down one day and said, "Okay, boys, cuz we're just a year apart so there's we're pretty close in age um so they said to they said to adam and i they're like okay guys we know you're going to be going to parties because you're coming to that age there's you're probably going to see things that you've never seen before and stuff like that and they said if you ever ever feel scared or you're not safe to drive home or you just want to come home i don't care what time it is how far away it is just give us a call and we'll come and get you because they, they they in which i love that advice because they didn't try to go like don't drink don't smoke don't do drugs they just said if you, you they accepted the harsh reality that children will do that yeah that they're gonna try it and now mind you i've never smoked cigarettes uh i've i've tried weed years and years and years ago it just wasn't my thing and you know i'm i'm a i'm a very casual light drinker um and but all the time when I was a kid, I thought that. I was like, you know what? like, And and I told in front of my family, I said, oh, yeah, there's been a time where I've been at a party and somebody's been doing coke. And they were like, what? And I was like, hey, you wanted honesty. <laughs> and even at that age, I, I must have been, it was before I knew you. Oh, no, we were probably just becoming friends. It was, I remember when you told me about that story. It was just around like when high school, when we started hanging out. Yeah, because that's when the buses amalgamated and we were yeah. on the same bus. So it was probably my, what, grade 11? 11, my 10. Your grade 10. And yeah, we went there and a, an older kid showed up and he started doing coke. And I was like, Woof, this is stupid. And I left. <laughs> Got my pencil. There you go. Woo! Um, and, and that's the thing. Like, again... Now, it all depends if your kid's got a good head on their shoulders because there's a lot of dumb kids out there. But I always found that that mentality of like screaming at your child or because when you're a kid and you're told not to do something, you want to do it more. 
I mean, some respect. Yeah, in some respects. I never, like, I never really had a rebellious stage. No, I like, never did either. But you know the amount of people that we know that had rebellious days? Yeah. But yeah, I, I've noticed that with the people who, like, screamed and yelled at their children or the parents, like, I never understood parents who just, like, flung their hands up in the air and, and kicked their kids out of the house at, like, 15 and 16. Yeah, because like, we knew a couple. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, and, and the thing is, like, I, I had a friend that uh, their parents, whenever I would go over there, there would at least be one shouting match of some sort. And mind you, like, he's, he's now fine. Like, he's... But he did go through a pretty rough patch when he was younger, like, doing some pretty hard drugs, doing a lot of drinking, and... And hanging around with the wrong crowd. He's okay now. But and I and I find he was like that. He was the one of the one of the people that were like, Oh well, my parents said not to do this, so I'm gonna do that. And I, I feel like there was a lot more again, I'm not I don't have any statistics to back this up, but I feel like back in high school there was a lot more kids of kids doing things that they were not told not to do than kids just being like, That's stupid. Like I think we were a minority right yeah we were like very just we we mostly did things by the book yeah because i like like you said i never had a rebellious phase either because i liked my parents i we got along yeah um i think there's only been one time that i yelled at my mom and dad (laughs) (laughs) no i never like i think i've smoked two cigarettes in my life i do like the occasional cigar but it certainly it was much when i was much much older and like, oh yeah, uh, I've un- done. I've smoked cigarettes yeah. too. Yeah, but uh, never did pot. Never did any hard drugs. Just I'd like. I'd like to experiment with mind enhancing drugs. Oh, like but that's and just stuff? A, no. Ah, you know what? I've been hearing a lot of. Ah, God, well. I'm totally gonna get off the subject. Anyway, I'll, we'll keep that to another day. But basically, the psychedelic effects of mushrooms can apparently be. There's some evidence that they can be very helpful with people with anxiety and depression. Ah, uh. so. I've only, but with people that I've known that have taken uh, mushrooms before, they said you just have to make sure that you're having a good day when doing them. Like you have to be in the right men- mental state. Like if you if you take them while you're depressed or angry or something like that, your your then side effects will. Yeah. I think there's uh, in either if in one of Sam Harris's books or on his podcast or one of the articles he's written online, he talks about kind of the positive effect that he had with uh psycho or not psychosis but uh oh shit i'm losing the word here the, psychoactive ingredients in drugs um basically he explained how he had this like euphoric feeling that he had never felt before yeah. and uh, but anyway well that, and that's the thing like there are drugs out there that do do that but then there are drugs that also do that but can really screw your life up yeah like either they're extremely addictive um, and that will either, yeah. Or you just take the wrong batch of Coke and you have a heart attack at like 22. Yeah. Because depending on where you get your Coke, <laughs> um, it's probably get some nice shards of glass. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. Cause like I, I know a drug dealer. He's a super nice guy, but I know many. <laughs> yeah. But, and he's never, ever like pushed things on me at all or whatever. Um, he has offered me a job, but I turned him down because <laughs> I said, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, all drug dealers aren't bad. Not all drug dealers, hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know where I was going with this. Um, well, we were on the subject of criminal recidivism and somehow we got onto s- psychosis. Well, I find drug. that we, because we do live in an area that has high... Is it? What do you think would be the highest here? Is it drug-related stuff? 
in regards to crime. Yeah. Yeah, over like actual violent stuff. Yeah, like how often do you hear of an actual murder or a yeah. violent assault? The, maybe once every couple of years. Yeah. Um, whereas drugs, yeah, it's, it's usually every week somebody's gone to jail for drugs. And it's just, I don't think it's helping. Like it's, and I don't like these. I can understand why people think that people on drugs need to go to jail. And I'm not, I'm not justifying the thought. I can understand why people might think that because they see circumstances in which people are taking hard drugs or even just smoking pot. Yeah. Because there's kind of this anecdotal uh, kind of collectivism where you see people who smoke pot and you're like, oh, they're, it's, it's that family. They're, they're weird and they're committing crimes. Yeah. Like there's lots of just legitimate, nice people who like to smoke pot and mellow out i guess yeah i know a lot of people that are like like i i don't know what the effect is on it i don't intend to try it because i'm just i'm past i'm past the experimental phase you know it's uh, i'll cut i'll I'll let you know it's a little overrated it's not i don't get it it for the price it's not worth it yeah like i know i've known people that spend 80 dollars a week on weed for one person yeah like that's ridiculous they're Take that eighty dollars and spend it on it's something. It's the same else. people that complain. Oh, I'm not making enough money. At exactly. My job. No, you're making enough money. You're just spending on stupid shit. Yeah, and I'm not saying don't do drugs. I'm just saying, how about you take your money and put it somewhere else? Into we're something? not saying don't do drugs. What we're saying is reevaluate your dumb decisions. Yeah, but rebudget the situation and say maybe I should drop drugs and pr- take up something else that's a little bit more entertaining. Shit, I don't even or, like. I don't even like post secondary education. But drop drugs and go to school. Like yeah, like. <laughs> If you think about it, 52 weeks in a year times 80, how much is that? Oh, God, more math. <laughs> I hate doing this. Well, I can get my phone and, and, and rock out the calculator. Let's well, see. Well, 50 times 4 Let's is see who's quicker. 200, 400. La, 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 la. It's over 400. It's, oh, 4,000. No. Yeah. That's yeah. a year's worth or a semester's worth of college. Yeah. Yeah. Go take a couple courses, bitches. Yeah. And yeah, it might suck, but hey, you might be able to get a better job. And then when you get a better job, you might be able to have enough money to spend on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to make you millionaires so that you can spend more money on but drugs. But don't take some stupid course like social studies or or uh, what's another dumb course that everybody always takes that never gets you anywhere? Philosophy. Falafels. <laughs> Philosophy. Philosophy. Mm, fun, fantastic. Oh, damn it. I forgot. Fun, fantastic, fossil, falafel, philosophy, fucking Fridays. If you're not subscribed, well, actually, you are no, subscribed yeah, because yeah. That's, that's the regular Friday episode of the, Brain Sandwich. The f- sandwich. Show. Yeah. <laughs> or f- sandwich. Sandwich. Um, now, I totally lost what I was thinking. Um, money. Jo- Get oh, your shit together, people. Yeah. Just be, be logical when you're thinking about taking whoa, courses. Whoa, whoa. Asking logic of the general public. Whoa. <laughs> impossible. Yeah. If you're looking at a course layout, go, okay, what could I do with this job, with this education? And then go, hmm, I can't really get many jobs. Better not take that course. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's a stupid thing. Like, don't go to... uh, Anyways, that's a whole other... That's a later episode. We have those episodes. Coming up. Those are in the pipeline. Those are in the pipeline. But yeah, criminal justice system. I think it's a broken system, but I think it's a system that necessarily will be almost impossible to fix. Well, end, well actually, I was going to say, we'll end on this one note. What is the one thing you would do to create massive improvement? One single action. Uh, probably Whether it's pass a law or change. Probably the same thing that you would say is um, 
take anybody the who's personally consumed. Like it's one thing, maybe there's dealers and people peddling yeah. drugs, but people who personally just have some weed on them, there's no reason for them to be in jail. You know what, too? And this is going to be really harsh. So get your trigger fingers ready. Um, your triggering fingers ready. I'll make a mark. Um, no, no, it's not because you'll agree oh, with me. Okay. Um, the people who are in jail that have done harsh drugs, let them out of jail, do the harsh drugs. Maybe they'll eventually die and we'll be done with them. <laughs> like, you know what? If they're going to screw up their life, let them screw up their life. If it's because if they're going to do enough drugs to kill themselves, you know what? Let them do it. And that's the thing. It's not illegal for people to be on YouTube doing stunt videos, mm -hmm. imitating jackass. They're putting themselves in way more danger yeah. than smoking a bit of pot. Yeah. Why are we letting them do that? Exactly. Um, but that's the thing. We should let people do that. Exactly. It's like I've always said. If people want to do drugs, let them pay for their health care. Handle your high. Yeah, handle your high. <laughs> let them pay for their own health care. People want to smoke, let them pay for their lung cancer treatment. Yeah. If people want to drink and drive, why let them should... suffer the massive amounts of consequences. Yeah, as why possible. should we pay for somebody's mistake? We shouldn't. Exactly. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, da, 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 I forget. What would you do? That probably just said. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, there was something. Awk awkward ending. <laughs> no, because I know there are people out there that I know that have had problems with drugs and stuff like that. And I know if... Having if, addiction and an illness is one thing. I still don't think those people should be in jail. No, no, no. But I also think if you're one of those people that have a have an addiction problem and not just, oh, I partake in these particular drugs or alcohol or whatever, but if it's ruining your life, get help. And I know it's it's like talking to a wall with a lot of people it's become so talked about that like it's a cliche thing now. yeah like it, it's you're just you're going full circle but and i know it was harsh when i said like if they're doing something that's going to kill themselves then let them do it maybe it'll be less of them and uh, unfortunately you know what think about it like that's if if we want less people clogging up either the healthcare system or the criminal justice system maybe they should just not be around <laughs> Like, and I know that is extremely harsh to say, but think about it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm probably a little bit more sympathetic than you are. No. But at the same time, not. It was like that guy that used to be on Jackass that got drunk, drunk, drank and drive, dr drank and drive? That's he got drunk like. and he drove. And then did something and he killed himself <laughs> while driving. And people are like, oh my God, I feel so bad for him. It was that Ryan yeah. Dunn guy. Yeah. And I was like, screw him. He chose to do drugs or get drink get drinked <laughs> get drunk and then chose to drive so much that he ended up crashing that's his yeah, I responsibility don't, like, i don't care i don't feel any sympathy for him i feel sympathy for his family yeah and, i would probably be the same way but i don't feel sympathy for the people who have I never mean, met the, him at the same time though like i'm tempted to feel sympathy because i don't know what he would have been going through like, because to me, if, you, if you're drunk enough to drive, almost automatically, you must have some type of alcoholism. Yeah. Like, either that or you're just wildly stupid. But you're also, if you, if, you're, if you think, if you're getting that drunk and then willing to drive, and then say if you do have a drinking disorder or something like that. Well, and that's always fascinated me, because, like, I don't have the eyes to see through that lens, because when I've been massively drunk before and i can get wildly drunk i've 
never thought to myself, oh, I can drive. It's always, oh, like as much as I'm stumbling around and making dumb decisions, like I, I drop a plate or something, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, no, I know I can't drive. There's no way in hell I would. Yeah. And the thing is, though, like I've been around people who have bragged about dry, drinking and driving. I, me too. It's, it blows And my those mind. are the people that piss me off the most because if they're bragging about it like it's some kind of badge of honor, if they then turn around and decide to drink and drive and go home and then cause an accident and kill themselves, I will have no sympathy for them. Yeah, well, if they're bragging about drinking and driving, yeah, that's, that's... I've seen it on multiple occasions that people have bragged to me about drinking and driving and not yeah. getting caught. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. Now... Sending them to jail, I don't think that would solve the problem. I think they should be... People who... Never be allowed to have a license. Yeah. If they're consistently reoffending that particular... Yeah, because I, I don't know what the current laws are, but I, I know that there's like... There's one a, law where if you get caught a couple times, your license gets suspended for five years. That's it. No, lifetime. Permanent. I think yeah, permanent, permanent suspension. If... Yeah. Because I, uh, my brother told me about somebody that he works with. He works at a mill, and uh, there's a lot of older gentlemen there that have been working there for years. And there's one guy who is a, a functional alcoholic, and he got to a point in his like 40s or 50s where he's just like, you know what, I might as well just throw my license. I live within a taxi cab drive away. Uh, I don't want to risk getting like he's he's never too drunk to not be able to drive functionally but if he were to get pulled over he probably would blow over so he's just like you know what i'm gonna do it and just get rid of my license and and i'm like see that's smart yeah fuck like if you do not see that no because he he knows that he has a problem but he knows that he can't change the problem but one thing that he can do to be safer himself or safer for people around him is he got rid of his license that's systematic programming it's like people like i want to go to the gym so the first thing they do is they set out their workout clothes out for the next morning yeah exactly create the means and the environment not to put yourself in those situations but then the people like i said who brag about drinking and driving and think it's funny fuck them yeah like that's disgusting like, if you're choosing to do something where you're not just risking your own life, but the people around you... Well, that's you, the other thing. I'm like, I can be sympathetic to people who risk their own lives because I don't know. But at the same time, it's like there are still, no matter what you've got going on, you can still make choices that affect other people. And exactly. very consciously. Yeah. And I don't know. Like, it's just, it'd be like if I had a gun and was just shooting it up in the air and going, isn't this funny? Even though I'm endangering people around me, and then I get, I try to play a victim card if I get in trouble because of it. Yeah, like fuck me. <laughs> like I, I'm a grown adult, and I chose to do something that I knew was dangerous, but I thought was funny. I should reap the consequences. Brain Sandwich is produced and edited by us, Tommy and Justin. If you want to hear more episodes, check out our website at brainsamich.com. That's brain, S-A-M-I-C-H.com. You'll be able to find links to our social pages such as Twitter and Facebook. So come say hi. We always reply. Also, remember to give us a review on iTunes. It helps out the show a lot and we really appreciate it. Lastly, if you want to listen to special unaired or hidden episodes of Brain Sandwich, you can sign up for our free mailing list on our site. We'll also be giving away exclusive perks and rewards. 